Have you been a victim of a scalper and now you wander lost in the wild in fear that the toys you're hunting for will forever be out of your reach? Well, my fellow toy junkies, fear not. I have the answer. Well, actually, I don't, but these toy store owners do. Find them with me, Bevan, at a toy store near you, the podcast. What up, everyone? This is Bevan, and welcome to a Toy Store Near You podcast, which is a companion piece to a Toy Store Near You show, which is on Amazon Prime and the Nacelle Company's YouTube channel. Today, we are going across the pond to talk to Joe Hand of Lester Vintage and Old Toy Store. Let's go figure out what's going on with him, shall we? Hi. Oh, it's a wrong mess beyond me, isn't it? No, no, no. It's uh, so it's funny. I was delayed because my laptop in my bedroom, because that's where better sound is, decided I don't, I don't see any internet in that bedroom, so I had to move it into the living room. I'm, I'm in my back room of the house, so I've. This is where the kids play, so I've kicked them out. You've kicked and, them uh, out. in order to uh, do this. So uh, my oh. children aren't very happy already, but you know, still, we've been, we've been on lockdown for. Um, the last month the last so we month. come back out lockdown on wednesday so i'm gonna open the shop from wednesday again oh that's so lovely that's so well lovely. yeah we have a hobby of going into lockdown in leicester where we are <laughs> seems to be our thing so uh, we go oh we'll go lockdown then and so we've been we've been into lockdown this is our third lockdown of the year so this is the third lockdown third one yeah so we did the one that we did the show with and then we had the second one, which came after that. And then because we were in Leicester and it was a higher mm-hmm. rate. And so we had another lockdown and then this one's a national one. So all of the, all of England is locked down until Wednesday. Then they let everybody out. Everybody goes crazy. We're back in lockdown in January. Oh man. So I'm in New York. So we have been wondering if we are going to go back into lockdown, even though New York was in lockdown for five months. Yeah, I think it's, it's such a long time. It's, it's long. Yeah. So long. When you're working from home, when you're doing stuff like you just, yeah. Never oh, stop. man. We've been at the shop, yeah, all, all basically all, all week, off and on, and we're going to be there solid. We've bought a huge collection, so we're just, it's very busy. I, <laughs> very. Well, at least that is a blessing to be busy right now considering how many lockdowns you've been in and considering the year 2020 in, yeah. in general. So I consider that a blessing. Yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, the, the good thing about our business, the reason why we can survive these times is because you can have stuff. And if you need a bit of money, well, you sell it, you know, it goes. And you go, oh, I might not have oh. that again for a little while. And it goes. And you have to make decisions. But we've been really fortunate because we've been still been buying. We've been allowed to go out and buy. So whenever we've been buying, what we've been doing is sifting the best stuff for the shop and putting the rest of the stuff on eBay or selling it off to customers. Uh, you know, we've got all these crazy things. We do an auction once a month, a live auction on Facebook. And, That's uh, great. It's hard work. No. It's a good I, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely hard. Uh, the toy industry always, fa- especially the vintage toy industry, always fascinates me because I'm like, wow, the things that I played with as children. Although this was a question I've been asking all toy shop owners because I'm a kid of the 90s. So I was asking, is 90s toys now considered vintage or not? It is. It is. For for us now, that's the up and coming. I'm not, I've got to say, I'm very much, um, I'm a person of the heart. So I will buy something that's worth less because I like it. Mm -hmm. Because it means I can sell it more easily. Uh-huh. You know, if it's something you don't believe in, I used to be a car years ago. I used to sell cars. Oh, vintage cars? No, no, just I mean, yeah, just regular I, cars. Yeah, I did that as well, but that was for me. But okay, when I worked for a garage. Mm-hmm. I sold cars. I worked for, it. and if it was a car I didn't like, I couldn't sell it. Oh. I just couldn't. I didn't have yeah. that. I had to have that thing of I was enthusiastic about it and I loved it. Then I could sell anything. But if I didn't like it, I was like, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really that bothered. Yeah, my I'm I'm originally from Texas, and my grandfather was obsessed with Mustangs and pick them up oh. trucks. Um, how is it over in the UK? Is it? Do you guys like Mustangs at all? The, the car, the Ford Mustang, mm-hmm. or the horse? 
Um, no, the car. <laughs> Mustang, yeah, people get obsessed with Mustangs. Mustangs are very much a thing. Um, people love Mustangs because, I mean, obviously, film use, bullet, and then there's... Um, right, so I'm not very good with films. That comes across with everything I do. I don't watch TV, but I know okay. it's in Bullet. I've never seen Bullet. I've seen bits of it, but I've never seen it. Okay. And there's that other film that's modern. <laughs> it's got a Mustang in it. It's also green. What's that called? Fast and Furious, something like that. Oh, the well, yeah, the car, the car, show, the car film film franchises. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, people love it. People do get obsessed with them, and people well, like one of my mates. That's his dream car. Is a Mustang. Mustang. My grandfather had a 1970s red Mustang. Oh, like a Mac. Mac yeah. Mac Mustang. They were, they were cool. They were, so they're different. There's a TV show over here. It used to be called, it's called um, The Grand Tour. It's Grand on Amazon Tour. Prime. The Grand Tour. And it's three men, three quite bigoted men um, that, that basically drive these cars. It used to be on something called Top Gear and then on the BBC. And then they got fired for being basically a bit of an idiot. They got fired and they went over to a thing called The Grand Tour. And he drives one of those through Argentina or somewhere. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so they are a thing. Everybody loves them. But the American cars, you see, people get fascinated with them here. So it's quite funny when you see British people like dressed in the steps. <laughs> like, oh, that's odd. But, yeah. That's I like okay. Yeah, I'm not sure on the Stetsons. I think America's great, apart from Stetsons and country music. I think everything else is fine. See, yeah, I, I even though I'm from Texas, I, I can't do country. There's a couple of country songs I can listen to and enjoy, but for the most part, nope. Some of the old stuff, some of the stuff that like, but it's it's just lyrically, it's very. I'm, I'm a bit of a lyric snob. I like words you must I'm love. A snob. <laughs> I'm a music snob. That's a very short. Yeah. You must love Stephen Sondheim then, if you love lyrics. I do love, I do love, it. I do love it. Yeah. And I like, oh, I don't know, I'm listening to a band at the moment called Do Nothing. Do Nothing? I don't think I've heard of this band. You won't have heard of them. Nobody's really heard of them over here. It's one of those bands I've kind of gone, oh, they're really cool though. There's all these cool bands that tell stories, like these indie bands in the UK that tell stories for their lyrics. Oh, nice. Those folk cool. song tales, just like um, the toss the coin to your witcher guy, uh, minstrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. I, I like I, lyrics are a big thing for me on music. I think gotcha. that's. Sort of, I like all sorts of things, but country is probably my kind of like. If somebody said, "What genre could you not put up with?" Like I, I, that would be the that would be the music. Not rap music. You can do rap music. <laughs> as long as it's got not got too much um, effing and jeffing in it or swearing. Effing and jeffing. I love jeffing. that. So good. But I do like rap as a as a music, but I don't like the lyrics. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair. I don't like some of the modern rap because I'm old now. <laughs> so, <laughs> you are not. You are young at heart. Two old men stumbling about the shop, not really knowing what they're doing. That's kind of how our business runs. It's very, but, it's very adorable. It's uh, very Joe, uh, what what time is it over by you right now? It is three p.m. three fifteen p.m. So yes. is that afternoon tea time? No, I've, I've actually got a zero-alcohol beer because I'm so rock and roll. Uh, we've been working long hours. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I did a 15-hour day, and the day before I was doing 12, I did a 12-hour day. And today I've come, I've, we've worked, me and Tim got to the shop at 8 a.m. this morning. Oh, okay. So you've been up for a while. Yeah, and, and basically we've worked, and then I forgot to eat, which for a person my size, you kind of think, Man, surely that, that can't do any problem. But it, it, I did need to actually eat something. So I've had some food, and then my son's jumped up and down on my back. 28 years old. No, he's five. <laughs> <laughs> he's a five-year-old boy who's uh, been jumping up and down on my back. So I've had, I've had fun with him jumping up and down on me. And then uh, I've come in here to do this. So that's been my day. No, I was so excited because I am a person that is personally obsessed with drinking tea. So I dr- I poured me some English breakfast tea time ah, to talk to you today. <laughs> I love tea. I love tea. Um, I, me and Tim have drank a lot of tea today. My my little boy Noah, uh-huh. uh, he's obsessed with tea. Oh, good. Yeah, he loves teas. He's five, but he's had he's got a lot of heart problems and he's he's quite poorly. So he spent a lot of his life. We've got pictures of him in a hospital bed with his tea. Oh, first thing after his operations, the first things he wants is tea. Oh, what did, what tea does he drink? He well, he's not fussy. He just wants tea. He, the more sugar he can get into it, the happier he is. But when we're kind of like limiting him to like a small off the end of the spoon um, amount of sugar. 
but no just normal tea so yorkshire it's kind of the thing which is quite funny because um uh, racist english people think it's actually from yorkshire and there was a big twitter spat <laughs> somebody saying oh you've moved the tea factory that's not fair they, you know all these people in yorkshire losing their jobs and like it's not brewed in yorkshire we don't really have the climate for growing tea <laughs> but because it says yorkshire they think it's actually from yorkshire it's quite funny I always like to, um, I work with also Din of Geek and my bosses are British as well. And so I always make this joke. I was like, hey guys, do you want to take me to afternoon tea? They're like, no, that's not, a, we just drink tea all the time. Afternoon yeah. tea is like a, such a tourist trap. <laughs> afternoon tea is like, yeah, you don't really, apart from certain hotels in London, mm -hmm. where they do a scone or scone. Scone. As, not scone for me, scone for other people. Uh -huh. Stone and you have uh, tea, or cream cakes, or maybe sandwiches, cucumber sandwich. That's that's just that is just nobody does that. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. The nobody queen think that. I think does that right? I don't know. I haven't I haven't asked her. <laughs> well, next time you see her, ask her if she does afternoon oh, tea. Because England's so small, we just see everyone all the time. Oh, hello. <laughs> I've only yeah. ever seen one famous person in London. That was Helen Mirren. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, and that was the only person, and I'm not very good with, but I'm, I don't really know who anybody is. Mm -hmm. So I'm not particularly good with that. I don't network. I don't really, you know, people will tell me it's this person that were in this, and I'm like, oh okay, but I don't know who that is, and it's all sort of that. But I knew Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. She Helen. played the Queen. Did she? Yeah, she did. Oh. It was a movie called The Queen. Nice. I got you. I'll help you out. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to call it, though? What are we going to call it? We're going to spit more of the ideas around, guys. Let's go for it. Let's go for the ideas. We're going to call it it's about the Queen. Oh, they call it the Queen. Oh, okay, that's fine. I'm done. I always did think it was a very interesting title to call that movie the Queen because it was about the week of Princess Diana's death. So well, was I was like, that's interesting that they would call it the Queen if it's about the Queen during Princess Diana's death with Tony Blair and all that stuff. Oh. I love British uh, history, so I watched The Crown. And I and I think it's gospel, and I know it's not. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch any. I don't, I'm a bit rubbish. I remember where I was when Princess Diana died, though. I, this is very English. Okay. I was, we used to live in this house with this um, the guy that was a lord because he owned so much land. He became a lord. Wow. Um, and his name was Ted, and he was one of these posh youngsters. Like he'd been born into it. So he thought, hello there, how are you? Tell you, oh, yes, very good. We're going to go around later and take some cocaine. Is that all? It's just absolutely mental, mental lifestyle. There was, it, the parties were unbelievable. We, I was just like, this is pretty much for me. But we lived in the West Wing, uh, which is quite American. West Wing. Yeah, of, I was supposed uh, to say, that's very American of you. Yeah, West Wing of this house. We lived in the West Wing. And um, yeah, we lived there. And, uh, and then it was just in the middle of the night and I turned the radio on and and she, Dead. yeah, yeah. The comedian Eddie Izzard talks very well about that night. Wow. Well, I think on his show, I think it's called Glorious. His show, and he talks very well about the Princess Diana thing. See, I I was a kid when she mm -hmm. died, and I did not know at the time because I was obsessed with like Spice Girls and all that stuff. I did not know at the time that there was. I I don't know why my my young childhood didn't understand or comprehend that there were still princesses out there. Like I thought they were all like Disney fairy tales, like that yeah. kings and queens don't really exist. And when my dad uh, told me, hey, you know what? A princess just died. I was like, the first thing I said was, wait, there are princesses in this world? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. I was like, why'd she die? Car wreck. Dad, that sucks. Yeah. So that, that's my memory of Princess Diana dying. That and the beanie baby bear that um, the princess die bear. Yeah that I was obsessed with getting and it was apparently really hard to get because they only made a certain amount. That's my 90s there for it you. It turned out to be a bit of a scam though, didn't it? Yeah. They, they sort of reissued it and then then the, uh, people go to, and the, the, there's a paper in the UK called the Daily Mail and oh. they run stories occasionally and in this story it's like, Princess Diana Beanie Baby sells for £50,000 at auction and it's basically people bidding each other up that know each other. Mm -hmm. and then they'll try and sell theirs and go look I've got this one it's all £50,000 just give me £10,000 but you can take it you can make yourself a load of money and people get duped into it and it's a scam the Daily Mail run it and then and then there's a thing on the Beanie Babies website and there's a thing on the, a big Vectis auction is the biggest auctioneer in the world they've got a thing on their website about it so yeah it's a big old scam do you think right. Beanie Babies as a whole is a big old scam or do you oh, do no. You... no I mean they're just cute things that aren't worth anything anymore 
Yeah. A lot of people. So this was a question I like to ask people too, is like a lot of people, um, back in the nineties. No, just put it on there, darling. Okay. <gasps> Great Batman shirt. Still? Yeah. Great Batman shirt. Oh, do you have Batman pajama pants too? It does, yes. Yes, see, Batman's my favorite. In the afternoon, you see. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. I actually was wearing Batman pajamas before we started this, and I was like, oh, I should put on a Star Wars shirt, which you can't really see, but it says no. Star Wars. No, very, well, I'll tell you what we bought yesterday, that uh, Thursday. We bought this collection off this guy who was, who was, when he was a kid, he was into Star Wars big time. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he stayed with it. So he was in the fan club. He was in, it was like proper, and we got all the paperwork. Um, and he's got a jacket. And the jacket's a fan club jacket. It's amazing. It's so cool. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it was um, honestly, I can't tell you, brilliant. It's really, really cool. That's awesome. So speaking of Star Wars, because I, I just watched um, the newest Mandalorian yesterday, and that was a big episode because it has, um, oh, you probably didn't watch this, but do, do you know Ahsoka Tano? You're a toy collector, so I'm assuming. Don't tell me. Don't tell me anything about Mando. Are you still watching? Wait, you told me you don't watch anything. Are you watching the Mandalorian? Watch, watch, so, okay, I watch sport and I watch Mando. So okay. Mando is on tonight. We have, well, tomorrow, yesterday we had the new one. Uh-huh. And I was doing our Facebook auction, so I couldn't watch it. Okay. Because I'm so tired, I couldn't say anything. Okay. But yeah, okay. I know I know okay. a soap is coming. Okay, great. I won't say anything then. I won't say anything. Brian, don't if you follow Brian on Facebook though, don't look at his Facebook page because Brian posted a picture of a Sokotano. And people right. are like, spoilers. And he's like, What? I thought it was already out everywhere. Um, no, I'm I'm I do follow Brian on um, Instagram maybe he also um, posted it on instagram so don't look at his account then but i don't really i have to do social media because of the shop but i'm i'm a, I'm a reluctant social media person i'm reluctant to do like when we started doing youtube i was really i had to be like pushed go on, get out go on, do it, just do it and <laughs> i did um but it wasn't like a thing where i wanted to go it was it was very much a sort of thing of going oh yeah so, <laughs> no listen I'm a I big know. guy. You feel self-conscious. You're like, oh no, I don't want to be on camera. And um, so it was all it was always a bit of a thing, but it's been quite a positive experience generally. Good. You people that go, ha ha, you're fat. Go, well, you know, yes. But, but there's is- a lot of there's a lot of Instagram followers that are a lot bigger than you that have a large following and they get so much love because they're just like. Yeah. F off. I'm just accepting who I am and, and stuff like that. It's all about the personality on social media, yeah. I find. I'm not, I'm not. I'm fighting it all the way and have done for years. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not accepting it. I'm just going to carry on. I'll be dieting forever. But I, I quite I quite enjoy the challenge. I still play lots of sports and it's good fun. Well, not at the moment because we can't do sports. It's very annoying. No, no, you can't. It's it, 2020 is a year that we will all never forget because it's the year yeah. that everyone was like, you can't do anything you want to do. No. Although Brian tells me he has had one of the best years he's ever had, which is good for, good for him. Yeah. I think he's the only one that is like, yeah, this has been a really good year. I think he's the only person that has said that to me. Yeah, I, I've not felt on that. But there has been things. There is positives out of all this. Okay. Out of, out of give, a, me, out of give me positives. Positives. Um, okay. So I've got to spend more time at home this Great. summer. I had a great time this summer being at home back when I wasn't really bothered um, because it was that thing of going shooting the shop and it was, it was great. You know, it was lovely because we were so busy all the time. It was like, wow. But then there was also that realization of like, Oh, we need to really think about what we're doing now because we now need to make some more money mm-hmm. because we haven't got anything coming in. And there was that side of things, but because we're fortunate in what we do that we can sell things, it was kind of good from that point of view. And also it's allowed us to do a little bit more, um, We've done a lot to the shop. We've done a lot of work on the shop. We've had the shutters painted. Uh, we've got like you know amazing graffiti on the shutters now. Great. Um, so yeah, there are positives that we've done. Great. But I think for customers, it's been really bad. Mm-hmm. So for us, we've quite enjoyed some time off and also going. What else? What else? What other stupid things could we do? And then we planned this trip to America. 
Oh, I saw that. It's on your uh, Instagram, your Kickstarter to to yeah. go to America. Where are you guys wanting to go? Because I'm curious of where, like, as a toy collector, where you go in America to collect toys. I'm assuming you can find toys anywhere, but are there particular spots you want to go? Yeah, I'll, we're going to go to New York. We're starting in New York Great. because it's where all the. I've only been to I've only been to America once. I went to New York and I thought it was amazing. And then I met from somebody from New Jersey and they had a mullet. And I thought, oh, it's different over there. And, but <laughs> I, that was genuinely what happened. There was these guys playing um, billiards, I think, or pool or whatever it was in the in the in this bar, and they all had mullets. And and I and I was talking to this uh, girl from New York, and she went, and I said, oh, these guys are these guys, guys are different. Are they? Are they from, are they from out? And she was like, oh no, they're from New Jersey. <laughs> they're different there. So can I like, tell you, can I tell you, being somebody that lives in New York, which you should hit me up when you uh, when you get here, um, we are so excited because the one thing that 2020 did really well for us is that they canceled something called SantaCon. SantaCon is a pub crawling event that mostly New Jersey people take. It's like the bridge and tunnel. We call them the bridge and tunnel people. That they come into New York and they go around all these bars and they're dressed up as Santa Clauses, elves, gingerbreads, and stuff like that. And they and they're just a drunken mess all day long. And it, they canceled it, and everyone's like, "Oh no, darn!" Woo! <laughs> so yeah, it's not. It's. I mean, I think I. I don't really. I don't celebrate Christmas. I'm, I'm a Jehovah's Witness, so I don't celebrate Christmas. Okay. But I have. I'm, I'm not. Sorry, I'm not allergic to it. I'm not going to melt. Okay. Somebody says it, I'm going. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you offended? <laughs> no, of course I'm not. Um, it's quite. It's all very nice, isn't it? It's all very pretty. Um, but it's not really the spirit of Christmas, is it? That, that sort of uh, element of being sort of like, yeah, sloshed. Like, yeah. Well, you know, there's that. Well, I think I think everybody gets a bit tipsy at Christmas, don't they? Yeah, but it doesn't even happen on Christmas. This happens on a random day in December, and it's always on a Saturday. And they all just come in by the droves, and they just go around all the bars that they can from like early in the morning until late in the evening and just get as drunk as they possibly can. Uh, I love, I really, really genuinely loved New York when I went. I thought it was amazing. It was the best place. At that point, it was the best place I've ever been. And I, I can't wait to come back. I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, we're very excited. Then we're going through New Jersey. So right. okay, we're steady. Oh yes, we get stoned when we get there. <laughs> we're hiring an RV. Okay. And we're driving coast to coast. Oh, nice. So in sort of a ridiculous sort of time period of 16 days, we're going from wow. New York to Los Angeles. Wow, that's a lot. Well, what states yeah. are you going to drive through? Um, now, bear with me. So I haven't done this for a little while because we planned this quite a while ago. Okay. So no we, go, we, we go New York, New Jersey, Philly, mm -hmm. uh, Cincinnati. Is that right? Across a bit. Cincinnati, yeah. Cincinnati. We want to see the Kenna Mural. Okay. Because the Kenna mural sort of influenced our graffiti at the shop on our on our shutters. Nice. So we want to go and see that. Um, so we're going to go to we've, we've spoke to a few guys around there as well, and then I think we end up through Indianapolis, okay. kind of that way, and then up to Chicago, and we're going okay. to spend a few days in Chicago. It's a lot of cool places to go in Chicago. Chicago's great. And then from Chicago, I, I really don't know. I haven't really planned that far. We've got to get to LA. So th at that point, we really need to like kind of get our toe down. So Dallas will go. You definitely need to go to Texas. Yeah, that's sort of slightly south, isn't it? Oh, Texas is way south, but it's the it's it's. Uh, I don't want to say we're the largest state because Alaska is technically the largest state, but we are we are a pretty big state. And people, I always say, if people go to Texas, they should go to Austin. Because Austin has, they have the slogan of Austin keeping it weird. Oh, that's good. I mean, in Britain, we don't have slogans. We just say we're twin with this small country and a small place in France. That's kind of a, a <laughs> English thing. But yeah, no, that's good. That's good that they've got a slogan. It's um, because um, Austin's, uh, Austin is our capital. But what's interesting about Austin is that it's the blue dot in a very red state. So Texas is pretty, it's pretty Republican, but Austin is incredibly democrat I, i'm not very good on politics that's totally uh, fine i don't get involved um but it's quite funny that it's, it seems to be a star wars thing yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's the dark side and then the light side with the american it's like it's it's uh, yeah it makes me laugh but yeah there we go oh yeah it's 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 hilarious it's uh it should be it is its own show in a way the the drama of american politics yeah it's not even the politics it's the characters involved i'm not interested oh, sure. in politics it's just the stuff they say you're going what 
really? Yeah. Yeah. And that's people, isn't it? It doesn't matter whether they're in politics or anything. You can be crazy, whatever you do. Exactly. And let's face it, I do what I do, and there's enough crazy people doing what I do. <laughs> you know, myself included, I would say, in a certain certain sense. You know, Joe, it was very entertaining for me because you're the fourth uh, toy owner I've talked to, and all of them have told me that they filmed their show on just iPhones because that's all they have. But I think you're the first episode where I was like, oh, no, he's got a mic. He's got a cameraman. Yes. So I've got a a lovely friend called Matt who's coming with me to America. Okay, great. He's a very very good filmmaker. He's never quite made it. He's never quite. He deserves He's such a creative man. He's one of these people that you go oh, he's really good. He just comes up with stuff and goes, yes, we'll do this. And he's really, and he sort of directs you at the same time. Uh-huh. I had this massive advantage of having me and Matt in the shop, socially distanced, masked up, um, being able to do this piece to camera. And then, you know, we, we, we got the sound right and hopefully it was okay. It looked thing. great. Um, and yeah, that's why we're doing this thing together. And that's what got us thinking about this American thing of, of getting this trip done and then we're going to film it and we're going to hopefully get it on the seller hopefully going to help us out they already have a little bit and pointed us in the right direction right getting it on youtube and getting it maybe somewhere else as well and maybe maybe that will lead on to something else oh you never know guys you never know um and there's so many different platforms nowadays that accept all this different types of content there's more opportunity now to distribute content more than ever yeah years ago when i was in bands and you had to do music you were sort of you know, when you wanted to get signed, you had to get signed. That was the big ticket. Now you just do it all yourself. You, know? you were in a band? Were you in a rock yeah. band? Yeah, yeah, I used to have hair ones. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I was in, I was in, I've been in bands a lot. So yeah, every, everybody in the first few shows is always in bands. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you are the third person that has told me, oh yeah, I was once a rocker and now yeah, I'm a toy yeah. collector. Yeah, there are guitars all around me. There's a big cloth in the back covering a load of guitars. And there's a guitar, there's a guitar here. There's a guitar. Oh, that's beautiful. Here. Nice. Uh, so there's guitars everywhere in this house. It's just a house full of guitars and toys. That's amazing. What do you think the correlation is between toy collector and rock band member? Um, I think, um, I don't know. I think, I think it's because it's, it, so you have like a career mm-hmm. of doing music on the side with something else because you can't do both. Right. But you always have, if you've got that sort of mind that you want to do something different like music for me was and it still is a massive release i love music um and playing and expressing yourself on stage was kind of like that thing but then with with that and you had to have a normal job unless you got signed you had to have a normal job and then you had a normal job and then eventually the sort of i don't know it was sort of soul destroying so when i finished with bands and we kind of like when you know when i became a witness as well um, I kind of finished with doing too much stuff with music and I, I kind of thought, well, that's not really where I want to be concentrating my life because otherwise I'll end up in a mess. So I went back and just mm-hmm. did a job, but it wasn't enough. I wanted to do something I loved and felt passionate about. So the things I felt passionate about were old stuff. So I would like retro things. Mm-hmm. So my house, when I had my house, it was all like, everything was retro in the house. Everything was old. My cars were old. I drove old Citroens, old, the old little upside down prams as the British seem to refer to them, the little Citroen 2CV, um, and drove those everywhere, and I did silly things and would do, yeah, it was just, um, so it was all old stuff, and then when my first child was born, I sort of had that thing of going, I really want to buy old toys, because my old toys were the best, mm-hmm. and all my old toys are gone, they've been passed down through the family and disappeared, so then it was like, how can I get my toys? I thought, I'll buy them again. And that's where it started from. So I went to that auction and I spent a pound at that auction. One pound uh-huh. 30 with the commission. It was a pound because it was in Derby. And, it, you know, I, I got these Star Wars figures. So I had these three or four Star Wars figures and that set me off. But the rest of the stuff I sold and got 50 pound back out of a pound. And I thought, hello, this is amazing. I need to do more of this. So I did. And I never got the deals like that again, but it was still enough to kind of go, there's money to be made by doing this. And then it became a job eventually. That's awesome. That's great. Now, how did you get involved with a toy store near you? Um, I got a, I got a message just saying, would you be involved? You know, we're looking for toy. And I suppose because we had a YouTube presence and a social media presence, 
you know, they, they just reached out to me. It wasn't, I didn't know anything. I don't network, so I'm a bit rubbish. So people will be doing stuff. and go, oh, do you know him? Do you know him? And I'll go, oh, well, yes, hello, <laughs> nice to meet you. No idea, you know. Okay. The amount of people that ring me up and go, hey, Joe, it's so-and-so. And I go, hi, 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 hi. <laughs> Who is it again? I'm sorry, what? And how do we know each other? And it is, yeah. So I don't really do it that, but yeah. So that's, I don't know, I got involved. I fell into it. Like, and that's what happens with most things that we do. Things just happen and you kind of go, oh, okay. That's awesome. You bumble along and then eventually you kind of, <laughs> eventually something happens. And how long did it take you to film it? Um, well, they were quite annoying. Um, in as much as they kept going, could you do this bit again, but mention this more? Because they were determined to have this top sort of group of toys. And I didn't, you know, my favorite toys, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel we had anything worthy in the shop. I was like, oh, there's only going to be all these, because you get, because bear in mind, it's fully grown men dealing with toys. There's a few mental health issues here, you know, and they're doing, they're, well, it is, you've got to realize it. People take yeah. it very seriously. You know, they get the wrong weapon with something and you know, it's all it's very sort of like, you, yeah, it's I, I, I'm dead to me. It's just mental. And it is, yeah. it's fully grown men with toys. So I had that, I suppose, paranoia of being sort of like, oh, none of my stuff's good enough. So then I'm picking stuff that I didn't really like and I just couldn't settle on anything. So I found that bit the hardest to film, was picking my favourite toys that I had in the shop. Okay. Well, now I kind of get it. But back then I was like, oh. I don't know. I don't know what I like. This the only thing I really got excited about was the C3PO tape dispenser. I still got three people. Yeah, the C3PO tape dispenser. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. they made that. That's so cool. Somebody just sold one on eBay and it went for two hundred and seventy-five pounds. That's and a lot. That's kind of what I thought it was worth. So I'm kind of quite happy with mine not selling. I don't want to sell it. So anybody asked to just go. No, no. <laughs> nope. No. Find something nope. else to spend your money on. There's enough here. There's Sorry. plenty. Yeah, um, there's is your shop just specifically just vintage toys or do you have any of the the current trend of like the dark series or the uh the funk the funko pops the funkos <laughs> <laughs> no uh no we we don't have any funko pops we gave one a, we're giving what we give them away when they come in we just go do you want this because i don't want this but we buy modern, yeah. We do buy a bit of modern, only a little bit. So we do black series. Black series. Black series modern. And we order them from the States. Um, okay. Because, because weirdly enough, they get slightly different things to the British and they get them at different times. Okay. So although it kills us on postage and customs and probably isn't making us any money, it's just quite nice to have things arriving through the post. <laughs> it's like a sort of thing. We don't make any money out of doing it. It's kind of weird. But yeah, we do a little bit of black series. We do vintage collection. But that's kind of it. Occasionally okay. we'll buy something if it looks pretty. Like at the Jurassic <laughs> Park San Diego Comic Con, Dennis Nedry uh, in the in the can, in the barber store can. But that, that was cool. So we bought some of those. Um, Should have bought more. But, you know, because the problem is I buy things. When I see them, I go, oh, I really like that. I'm going to buy loads of them. And then you buy, <laughs> you realise that you're the only person that likes them. Everybody else is going to go, no, they're everywhere. <laughs> we're not very good at ordering new. So we kind of, we don't do too much, but mainly it's all vintage because our shop's only small. American shops are massive because everywhere is big. Yeah. Well, not, there's plenty of small New York shops here. Yeah. New York's a bit different though, isn't it? It's yeah. like London. In London, you've got a shoe box and you've sort of got an apartment out of a shoe. It's like, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. People living in garages. And they've got this lovely duplex. <laughs> That's great. Um, but, That's um, a lot better than a lot of New York apartments. Yeah. I've, I went when I went to New York. I slept in this apartment, and um, you had to stand on the fridge to get into bed because <laughs> it was uh, like a top bunk. My God, um, that's funny. Yeah. So and and there was no, the air conditioning was broken. Yeah, it was not far from the Bronx. I think it was kind of okay. Wasn't an amazing area, but I loved it. I thought it was amazing. It was just so cool. I just absolutely loved the place. That's great. Yeah. So I'm looking that's forward cool. to um, coming back there. Do you ever, um, I've asked a couple of people this too, do you do ever in investing for like future toys like that will be, like you'd say that you've done the Black Series. Do you ever think, oh, I'm going to get a bunch of these and, you know, like 10 years later, they'll probably have value. No, no, because the I, I, way I see it is I'm, I'm not really that money motivated. Okay. I'm toy motivated. I'm not money motivated. So if it's something I like, I will take it and, and keep it, but there's not much, you know, okay. I've, I've 
that out of all the new stuff we've added, that, uh, that Dennis Nedry is the only thing where I've kind of gone, that's, you know, that's super cool. I want to keep it. Not because it's going to be worth more money. Other dealers deal very differently to me. I'm very unusual in the way that I do business. I'm not a particularly good businessman, but I do okay. what I'm enthusiastic about, and that's what works for me. So that's great. There are things, though, I do think will be worth money. So if you've got Ben 10 toys, the original ones, the first series, and they're still on card, they're going to be good. And even loose, they're going to be quite good as well, okay. in my opinion. Because in 1999, my, my oldest son was born, and that's what he was mega into, and he was mega into it. It was like Ben 10, everything, you know, duvet. It was like Star Wars all over again. Everything you had was just Ben 10. Everything was like green. And I think that, that, that was... They're really good. I think they'll be good. I think things like Monster High dolls as well for girls. Okay. Be good. Um, because we're seeing all the stuff that was kind of like popular uh, come through again. And I think anything like that, I think they will have a value, but I'm not, you know, I wouldn't put it by myself, although I have got a few Ben 10 bits, but that's mainly because I think they're really cool. So, but yeah. That's great. I'm always, I'm always curious about um, all the Baby Yoda merch that has just come out, like how the staying power of that, because I know it's hot right now because everyone's like, yeah. oh, it's so cute. But like the staying power of Baby Yoda, like is it going to be as strong as like all the other toy series from Star Wars? The, pro <clears throat> the only problem is it's a bit one-dimensional. Yeah. So there's so much of it out there that what becomes, you know, a curio, what becomes a thing, I don't know, but I do think that um, the Mandalorian stuff is worth. But I mean, I've I've got it, I've got, and I I make the excuses for my son, for Dylan that you've just seen. I make the excuses for him. Oh, he has it, and my oldest son also collects it. Um, but it's nice having it. I've got. <laughs> speaking of which, when I say I've got nothing else new, oh, uh, little black series, uh, the child. It's, it's just such a cool, cool thing. I've ordered two of the uh, Razor Crest. Okay. So just because I thought, well, they're just they're just cool, you know. When are you gonna when are you gonna see them? If you look at the Haslabs uh, sale barge, it's what, three thousand dollars or something now. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like, it's, crazy. it's crazy. Baby Yoda reminds me a little bit of how I was back in the day when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came out, and I remember there was um, a toy store brand here called Toys R Us. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, of yeah, Toys R Us. Yeah. Okay. The giraffe. Um, the giraffe. And the, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. That was in the yeah, 90s. We didn't have that. <laughs> but thanks for singing. <laughs> that was their commercial. Um, yeah, I, I think you just, that was a song we sang as a family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all got together and everybody sang this. No, I didn't think that. Uh, yes, so. Um, but yeah. I remember that when Power Rangers first came out and I was a kid, the toys, they had no idea that Power Rangers was going to be as big in the States as it was, and they didn't make enough toys. So what they had to do is that you had to show up early to Toys R Us, and you were limited to the amount of toys you could pick up. And I remember, yeah. like, a, it was like Black Friday. It was like a madhouse to get in and just get as much of the toys that they were allowed to get. There's some great footage from Toys R Us um, of people queuing for, like, Optimus Primes. Yeah. Uh, Falcons as well, and um, what's the other thing? Oh, um, Thunderbirds, when the, um, they rebooted Thunderbirds in the early 90s. And that guy, is that your phone or mine? That's fine. Just that, was my, that was mine. No, it's, um, mine's been doing the same, so I'm just, I'm going to put mine over there. Okay. Football okay. scores, you see, we do soccer, as you guys call it. The football scores are all, <laughs> my team are playing at the moment. My team played yesterday. Uh, I'm the Houston Texans, and they won. No, not yesterday, two days ago. What day was it? it? Today's Saturday, right? Yeah. 2020. I'm like, I yeah, don't no, know what, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what, yeah. I don't know. What, I know what month it is. I know what year it is, but like, I don't know what day it is. It just all yeah. just bleeds together. It was amazing. This summer, they just, everybody was drunk outside all the time. <laughs> I live in a sort of okay, you know, area. And the the neighbours across the road all of a sudden became like sort of, you know, sort of sat on the front porch, swigging, <laughs> swigging sort of drinks all day. And uh, yeah. That was uh, summer 2020 in Britain. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, you, your football team, that, that was football, that's American football, not American not football. Yes. Football. We call that soccer. I know that's wrong, but that's how we differentiate because we have American yeah. football. Yeah. American football isn't football though. You don't really use your feet. That's the thing I always get. We have rugby for that, which is a name that I don't know why they called it that, but you know, must be a reason. But we know. always stay up for the Super Bowl though. I stay up for the Super Bowl and then get confused. 
being English and watching the Super Bowl, if you don't, I mean, I know there are people in England that love American football, that play it, and it's, you know, it's quite, you know, I'm a basketball guy, so I go and watch our local team play basketball, which is quite unusual in the UK. But yeah, with, with the American football, everybody stays up. If you people like me, I love sport. So I'll stay up and watch the American football and then just constantly by half time going, I said, what happened? I don't really know who, what, who, what, you know, why does he throw the ball that every year we do exactly the same thing? So I'm really confused by it and have been all my life that I've been able to actually see it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, us Americans. We love our football. We love it so much. It's amazing to me. The one sport I cannot understand, and it's also an American sport, baseball. It just, to me, it's just so slow. It's like difficult cricket. <laughs> we, have, we have a game called rounders over here. It's very similar. Uh-huh. So you just hit the ball and run. Yeah. But then, but what I liked about that was there was a film about it, which I have seen. I have seen a film. Great. Um, is it called Moneyball? Somebody was in it. Somebody famous. Brad Pitt was he in it? I don't know. I'm, I am. I am rubbish. But there was somebody in it that was quite famous, and uh, I quite enjoyed that. It was all right. It was a good film. It's a good film. But, yeah. Great. And I watched The Mandalorian. Get yeah. me. Did you watch the Clone Wars when it was a cartoon? No. No. Okay. I I do what I have seen of it though. I have gone and gone. Oh, I like that. Like I like some of the outfits that the clone troopers have got. I think oh that's cool. You yeah. only see a figure. And like Star Wars, when I, when I, because Star Wars is where my love of toys came from, but I hadn't really seen the films when I was a kid. Okay. So I, knew, I, I thought Pruneface was a baddie for years. He's a goodie. Who knows? And EV99 is a girl. It's a girl <laughs> droid. I didn't know that. I mean, it's not in the film, it doesn't point it out. It's something I've learned yeah. in the last sort of five years. I've gone, <gasps> really? I don't know. So I didn't know who was good guys and who was bad guys. So as a child, I was just playing with them anyhow, really. If they looked sort of vaguely evil, all the skiff guards were definitely bad guys. Uh-huh. And then I thought, why is this, this looks like Lando? Why is he? And I knew who Lando was. So I think Lando is probably my favourite Star Wars character. Oh, Ooh. nice. No, it's cool. It's cool. I really like Han Solo. And I like, um, I like Princess Leia too. I like them together as a, like Empire, which is everyone's favourite Star Wars film. Like, I, I just love their dynamics so much in that movie. I agree. However, Dagobah a bit, bit boring, isn't it? Yeah. Let's be honest. I was during Dagobah. I'm like, bit boring now. come on. I know. Something's going to happen soon. But yeah, Dagobah's boring. But uh, Hoth bit's amazing. Do you know? Um, have you ever seen? And it's an internet sensation. So I, I'm not going to blame you. I haven't seen it. But there is a music video where somebody dubbed over Yoda's puppetry, and it's called Seagull Stop. And now it's a music video where it's like. And it got so f- famous that there's now merchandise for it of like the seagulls stop it now. Just do yourself a favor. If you love Star Wars and you like stupid, funny things. Send me a link after the show. I, okay, I, I can I can actually I'll... do that while we're talking right now because that's how oh, cool yeah. we are. I see, I'm, I'm just, I have no idea. But yeah, it's, um, I'm it's... not particularly good. And lots of people come in the shop and they uh-huh. And we have to, have, like Gav's brilliant, works for me in the shop because Gav is, is, knows all this and he watches all this stuff. But for me, it's always been about the toys. So the whole culture that comes with it and the love of the shows and everything like that, I just send Gav in because um, he loves it. And my son, Oscar, my oldest son, when he works for us as well, we, we send him in. Talk to them about this because you're bound to have seen it. You'll understand what this meme means. Just get him in there. Go, go, go. Just get it in there. Oh, that's so great. So yeah, for me, it's always about the toys. There we go. I just sent it to you in the chat. Oh, oh yeah. On this chat. On this chat, yeah. I will, that's very good. Hold on. I'm going to open this. Okay, I've now minus, get me with my technology. I've now minus that to the bottom corner screen thing. Look at that. I'm so yeah. excited to hear what you think of it. It's so funny and so, it's so clever the way they do it, the. I will give it a watch. Give it a I'll watch. Oh, it's great. So another question, um, I was really curious about the Palais toys and you're apparently you were saying that like there's a bunch of random Star Wars toys that are just buried in a pit somewhere. Yeah, this has been rumored for years and we know where they are. So it's really? not Star Wars toys. Like, the Star Wars thing is a kind of a little bit of a red herring. Okay. Could, could be Star Wars. But remember Palais toy made everything like Mattel did, I suppose, and like Kenner did. They made everything. So there were Kenner dolls, there were, you know, Mattel, you know, Mattel did lots of other toy lines. Uh-huh. You know, all these toy lines didn't just have one, but what they became known for was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Pally Toy are best known for Star Wars and Action Man, and also a, t- a thing called Action Force, which pre-ran G.I. Joe. 
and then basically that that became the the hook of this show that we want to do is this pallet toy show which is basically digging for these toys and that's why we want to try and we want to try and find out where these toys are the star wars thing there could well be star wars buried but you're more likely to find doll parts and bits of action man out of the stuff that we've seen so far because years ago there was a scene uncovered um a long time ago a few toys and according to them it was like a real mixture but there was certain areas but there was star wars there so there's a good chance there is star wars but it's like one of those things the scenes that we know where we can get to this that scene has now been buried you know many years ago and you've got to dig through nappies and all sorts but where we there's, a, there's about three places that are possible dig sites that's great that's so awesome palitoid did this regularly they didn't just do it at the end either Everybody thinks it came to an end in 1985. They buried them. They didn't. This was going on every year for years and years and years. They just went, well, write this stock off. <laughs> you know, that's what they did. They just belted it in in a lorry. And it was buried as far down as Luton, which is sort of like 50 miles away from where we are. Wow. It was taken miles to bury it because they'd run out of place to bury it. So everything from like farmer's fields, from like railway lines, from all sorts of places were used to bury these toys. Wow, that's cool. That's amazing. I've never even heard yeah. of that before, where they would just bury toys in like a yeah. backyard. Yeah, that's essentially it. It was a, a lot of the houses um, that, that are built in Colville are built on where they were buried as well. Okay. So you won't be able to dig those up. No, you would definitely not. Would those kind of toys be considered like what I call conquest toys, like the toys that you really want to find and have yet to find, but you will travel the United States to find these toys. There are things that I really want to find when I come to America. Okay. Things that I've had before that I want to find again, but you don't know. That's the thing. I don't, I, until I see it, I won't know. You know, it's okay. like that thing of going, I've got to have that in my life. There are certain things that just, we didn't get over here. Um, so, you know, things like Blue Snuggle Toys, I've had probably, you know, a hundred of those during my time toy dealing, but do I want to find more of those? Yeah, I want to find loads because they're brilliant. They're very, very sellable. And we just didn't get them in the UK. So, yeah. But as regards toys, I really want to find. There's one in particular that I've never had. I've had the opportunity to buy a few times. But it's the Remco Sea View, which is from a show called Voice at the Bottom of the Sea, which was an Irwin Allen show. And when I say as I didn't have a TV as a kid, with my elder sister, Penelope, who... Um, she had learning difficulties and helped bring me up. So she was 20 odd years older than me, Penny. And we used to sit there watching it. And Pen would, Penny would sit there with a dolly. You know, it was a fully grown woman. And she'd sit there with a dolly. She took it everywhere with her. And I would sit there as a child. And she'd be in her 20s. And she, we'd watch this show together on repeat. Uh, on, on Channel 4 in the UK. And we'd watch it on repeat. And it was what we did every Sunday. We just watched, you know, an hour of... I think it was two or three shows of Voice to the Bottom of the Sea. And then we did Land of the Giants. So I want to buy a Remco Sea View in memory of my, my sister Penny, who helped bring me up. Because she, she died about three years ago now. So, yeah. So Aww. I'd like to buy one of those. So okay. that would be nice. That's kind of my my sort of grail. It's not my reason for coming out there, but I'd like to buy one. Yeah. But See what that's great. No, that's awesome. That's great. And when you get to L.A., are you do you have particular places that you're going to go to to hunt for toys yeah we have a list but have i have a list a, like a sieve so we've made a list of places we want to go but unfortunately uh, my memory is not photographic in any way that's all right at more least like, you know um, more like a handprint on an abandoned handrail it's not uh it's not <laughs> just just to sort of like what was that i don't know i have enough trouble remembering what i'm meant to be doing it from this point so i know we're going to go and see rich merrick Oh, nice. I'm going to spend some time with Rich and we're going to go, is it Frankenson's? Maybe there. We're going to go there, which is in LA, which is like a market thing. I think it's Frankenson's there. I've only been to LA like five times and every time it's been, well, almost every time it's been for a job and I, I can't retain any, I, I, I know where Burbank is. I know where that's where a lot of cartoon studios are. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that Hanna-Barbera around there? Is that, is that, was that there? Um, so Burbank is a city next to Los Angeles. Like they're smashed right next to each other. Did you ever see Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No. Okay. So the I joke that they, that's totally fine. The joke that they, it's on Disney Plus if you want to watch it there. 
the joke of that film is that Toontown was to get to Toontown, you had to go through a mountain and LA really does have like a mountain road, which is blocked off. You can't do it anymore. That drives right into Burbank and Burbank was where all the cartoon studios were. So Disney's in Burbank. So that was like a little nod to Burbank. It's like the cartoon town. Right. My mate lives in uh, Los Angeles, Tony. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to seeing him. So I'm going to go and see him and spend a bit of time with him as well. So that's oh, that's awesome. awesome. Cool. I think we've kind of gone through all the questions. But before we go, I always want to ask, like, what's up next for you guys besides the trip with the store? You're going to open up soon. And where can people find you online? Yeah, so we get to open up on the uh, 2nd of December, so next Wednesday. You can find us online on Instagram, just Lester Vinci's Toy Shop, I think is the thing. I think. I wasn't really prepared for this, was I? YouTube as well, we can search Lester Vinci's Toy Shop and see more of uh, our antics on there. Uh, And where else? Uh, Facebook, we do that. And we do Twitter, but I don't really understand it. I don't either, so you're good. I'm just, it's old toy shop on Twitter, but if you message me on there, I won't get back to you ever because I don't really understand how it works <laughs> or how, how you, rep- I'm, I'm going on a thread. Is it a thread? You go on a thread and, and then you go, well, I don't know where, where did this start from? Hey, I don't get it. So I don't understand Twitter, but we do do it. Well, we don't, but we do. We're meant to, but we don't. I hear you. I don't do it either. I have one. I don't use it. Yeah, I, I have one. And, you know, I don't really... I don't really understand it. And that's the problem. Instagram and, and Instagram's lovely. That's quite a nice place to be. I like okay. Instagram. Instagram's uh, great. I like Instagram a lot. No TikTok yet, right? No, I'm not into the dance. I know it's dancing, isn't it? Mainly dancing on TikTok. So I understand. Um, it's just dancing. That's all the kids seem to go. Oh, TikTok kids do TikTok dances. But then my kids aren't allowed TikTok. <laughs> no, TikTok for my children. No, Instagram. Yes, nothing else. No. Um, <laughs> But we've and we've got a website coming as well. We have got a website currently, but it's not very good. But we've got a website you can actually buy off as well. Oh, nice! You can buy some of our high quality merchandise. So you can either buy the really expensive vintage stuff that we can't sell in the shop because it's just very expensive. <laughs> um, but that I want, you know, that I don't really want to sell. It's that sort of stuff, gotcha. and it's stuff that the new stuff that we've got multiples of, and we'll be doing some nice cheaper stuff as well. But generally, okay. it's the expensive stuff. You know the stuff that you kind of never see. So yeah, that's that's what's coming up next for us, as well as opening the shop, as well as we've got one of the biggest stars collections we've ever bought in, as well. So we've, we've just finished sorting that now. That's so awesome. That's now priced and on the wall, so it's yeah, it's busy. It was so busy, and then yeah, there's a thousand yeah. things I've forgotten. We have lists. You know what we wrote a list. Me and Gav wrote a list the other day. Uh-huh. We wrote uh-huh. the list down. We went right. Okay, we're gonna write a list. Uh, and, and then the day later we came to it and said, what did we put on that list? Remember, we wrote a list. And all we'd put is the list. And then we'd put one, write a list. And that was our only thing on it. There was nothing else. There was nothing else. It is just, we are, we are just so, yeah, we need help, really. We really do. We've got, we've got another, yeah, we're, another, we're expanding the business slightly as well. Because that would be a sensible thing to do, wouldn't it, during the lockdown and during the global pandemic. Yeah. Um, we have um, the internet side of things is we're going to take someone on. We've already got, we know who we're taking on. So we've got another little premises, just a little thing that we're going to take on that's going to be handling all the internet stuff from there so you don't have to worry about it in the shop anymore. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's great. It can just be a shop. So yeah, quite a lot for us. We're kind of crazy. As well as the American thing, and then we've got something happening in Europe as well in summer, global pandemic allowing. We're doing the same thing, but going through Europe. And then it's just, yeah. Where, where do you start? There's more YouTube videos coming and things like that. So we, we yeah, busy. Busy is kind of the word. Yes, that's such a blessing. Yeah, every day is fun. Joe, that I just thank you so much for talking to me today. I was really excited to talk to you. You're, you're my first UK person across the pond person. Yes. Well, thanks very much. It's been it's been fun. Thanks very much for your time. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, yeah, it's been been good. Mint on a card and loose complete prototypes that are really unique. Great Garlu and me go to this and more at a toy store near you. Subscribe to us too. And like and comment. Yeah.